Welcome to Catholic Money Talk, where we talk about all things money and finance, and we try to do it through a lens of being Catholic, where our ultimate goal is to one day be in heaven with the Lord. I am your host, Paul Scarfone. Thank you for being here today. So today we're going to talk about prayer, but also how we're really called to holiness through all the different moments of our day. And how do we do that? But before we do that, let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We ask you for all the grace and wisdom that we need to face the challenges or circumstances that we find ourselves in. We know that you love us and that you have a great plan for us. Allow us to yield to your Holy Spirit. We ask all this through Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, I've gotten a few questions about why do I pray to start the podcast each week? This isn't like some prayer time or a total spiritual moment, so why are we praying? Well, growing up, my parents, particularly my dad, would constantly remind us that we should pray before we did anything. I can remember plenty of times sitting at the dining room table doing my homework, and my dad would walk through the room, look at me, and ask, Did you pray first? Or if I was starting some other project, he'd look at me and ask, Did you pray first? So I built that, really, I don't want to call it a habit, because it's, it's intentional. Sometimes a habit can be not intentional. But, but there are things like praying before a meal, which I do with my family, that can sometimes be a habit, and we don't really think about what we're saying. But other moments in my life, I particularly remember fervently praying in college before a few different exams or on submitting a paper, And it's good to remember our need for God, right? Because when we pray, we invite him in. St. Paul in his letter to the Galatians says, I no longer live, but Christ lives within me. So these moments, any moment where we find ourselves entering into in life, we're, we're bringing Christ with us. And so why not just formally invite him into that moment and ask him for his wisdom? Let's make room so that the Holy Spirit can show up because you know we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So it's not a bad thing to do, particularly as it relates to financial stuff. Particularly when it's financial, and a lot of us really think of finance and good finances as some type of security. You know, just like being human, we love security. We love to be safe. We love the the idea of knowing that we're going to be okay. And whenever financial questions come up and we're not sure what to do, or we can feel threatened or worried, whatever situation we find ourselves in, Satan loves to just rush in there with everything to attack us. Anxiety can come in, fear, doubt, despair, depression. All these different spirits can easily attack us. There is a constant spiritual battle going on. And we need to fight that through prayer by asking the Lord for peace. When I have felt challenged by anxiety and worry, I try to remember to run to the Lord. In Philippians 4, it says, Rejoice, do not be anxious. Bring your petitions before the Lord with thanksgiving. So what am I thankful for? Not long ago, I was in prayer and thinking exactly about this. And I was kind of rambling off the things that I'm thankful for. My wife, my kids, good health, my work. And I felt the Lord say, is that it? Is that what you're thankful for? 
And I thought for a moment, actually, I am most grateful for Christ coming to die for my sins. When I think of that biggest challenge that we've ever faced as, as humans was our salvation, and Christ came and gave that to us, I mean, if I had to figure that problem out, I, there's no way, right? So all our other troubles or trials we face should totally pale in comparison to what Christ has already achieved for us. So let's grab onto that gratitude and make those prayers before we try to tackle some of our more challenging situations. It's a great way to remind us to be thankful to the Lord for this day and grateful for all the ways that he has loved and blessed us. When we ask him for wisdom and we ask him for strength in whatever current moment we're in, current challenge, allow us to be a witness of hope. Lord, allow us to be a light in the darkness, a witness to all others so that we can talk and show and share and witness to your great love and your mercy for us. That's why I pray before each podcast. That's why I pray before I do anything. You know, this this brings me to another challenge we might face as Catholics. Sometimes as Catholics, we reserve our faith or our religious convictions and our call to holiness to only while we are doing holy or spiritual things, like prayer, the rosary, or mass. And the other times of our life, we separate it with this false dichotomy. Like, I don't need to be holy when I'm not doing something spiritual. But we are called to know, love, and serve God. And we are called to love God with all our heart, with all our mind, and with all our soul. And to love our neighbors as ourselves. So we are truly supposed to have a constant concern for the Lord's will for us. Always. So when we think about things with money, that's why we should pray. That's why we prayerfully discern financial decisions, as we spoke about last week. That's why we support others around us and give to the Lord and the work of the church. In the old law, God gave us a set of requirements. In in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus discussed this. He reiterates the many laws that he'd given to us and calls us yet to a higher standard. The old law laid out requirements like give the first fruits to the Lord, honor him this day, sacrifice this on this day, eat this, don't eat that. Don't kill, don't lie, don't slander. And then when Jesus came, it was instead all about our hearts. Our motives and dispositions were now playing a huge role. Don't be lustful. Don't be angry. Say yes when you mean yes. No when you mean no. Love each other. So how do we do this? How do we know, love, and serve God? How do we love God with all our heart, mind, and soul? It's all about our hearts. So this perspective, we're supposed to work towards this and accomplish this outside of time of prayer or Mass, our financial duty as Catholics is not limited to going to Mass on Sunday and putting something in the basket. As a starting point, we reference the old law. We start with our tithe, and beyond that, we look to see how we can love those around us and also serve and support the Church and its mission to spread the gospel. But it shouldn't stop there. We should constantly have our eyes open to see what the Lord wants us to see, to see with His eyes so that we can be his hands and feet serving others. Here's a, a, a brief example of how I felt loved by someone who I think was following the promptings of the Holy Spirit and just being aware of how the Lord wanted him to love his neighbor as himself. It was in the workplace. So after college, I started working for a manufacturing company. We made countertops. My job was sales. I had to negotiate contracts and sell them to new home builders. It was a small business. We had, I don't know, 
25 employees maybe. My wife Taryn and I had just had our first child, my son, and the medical benefits plan we were on was expensive and didn't it wasn't great, great coverage. Uh, these are significant costs to business owners. But anyway, after a few days of being off, being home with my wife and our new baby, I went back to the office. The owner of the company came up to me and congratulated me on the birth of our son. He was very excited for us. Then he asked, how did the medical benefits work? Was everything covered? Now, my wife had had a C-section, and she had to stay in the hospital for four days. The medical plan we were on had a $200 daily copay for staying in the hospital. So that was 800 bucks just on the hospital stay for the four days. I simply explained this to him, not complaining about it, just matter-of-factly stating what wasn't covered, and I just left it at that. But then about an hour later, he came into my office with an envelope. I don't remember his exact words. I just remember his actions. He handed me the envelope, and there was a check for 800 bucks in there to cover the hospital stay. Now, as a business owner, he did not have to do that. I knew the deal. We knew the medical plan we were on when we found out we were expecting. But the Lord put something on his heart to see us in that moment and to help us. I didn't have a strong personal relationship with him. We weren't buddies, like we didn't hang out. But he was a great example of a Catholic man. I think he went to Mass daily, but that didn't make him a great Catholic man. What did was that he listened to the Lord. He sought his will outside of church and going to Mass. I remember other conversations I had with him. It was in 2005-2006, the new home industry began collapsing before it spilled into the other areas in 2008. Revenue started to drop, and he had a real concern for his employees. He would speak about his responsibility to his employees and the number of people and families that relied on decisions that he made. I was peaceful knowing that this man was trying to listen to the Lord and seek the Lord's will for his life and his business. Was he perfect? Absolutely not. But this was a great example to me. I appreciate everything I learned, and it was a powerful witness for me in the workplace. Another example of my days working at the countertop manufacturer uh, was my sales manager. He was a prayerful man. To this day, I have a fantastic relationship with him, and I'm so grateful for him in my life. When I first started working for him, I was shadowing him. We would ride together and you know, to and from sales calls. And after each meeting, he would say a decade of the rosary for the people we just met with. It wasn't to try and get the sale. It was for the Lord to be present in their lives, for any challenges they might be facing, or for them to experience God's love. This was a great example to me of how to live out our universal call to holiness in daily life. It wasn't just about being holy or trying to be in those spiritual moments. It was an example of how to be a Catholic man seeking the Lord in all things, knowing, loving, and serving God and loving our neighbor as ourselves. This impacted me greatly. In fact, when I started my financial coaching business in 2020, I decided that I was going to incorporate prayer into each coaching session. Through great examples of Catholic men in my life, I've been able to invite each new coaching client to start with a prayer. It was hard at first. It has gotten easier. But I am most grateful for those times when it sparks some great faith-filled conversation and creates an opportunity that I can witness to the love and mercy of God. Well, there you go. We didn't cover a ton of financial information in this episode, but my hope is that this serves as an encouragement to you to pray more, to seek the Lord more, particularly in those areas that have a big impact on us 
and finances are definitely one of those. I hope this was helpful. Thank you for listening. God bless. Thank you for listening to Catholic Money Talk. I hope you join us again next time. Please click subscribe in your podcast app to get notified of new episodes. God bless you and have a great day.